as the Benedetti turns. Francisco. Francisco, what, what are you doing here? You were expecting someone else, Adrian. But, but, but Francisco, you're dead. I, I threw you in the trash myself. That's what you thought you did, Adrian. But I have some news for you. It's your baby. <gasps> no! Until next time on As the Benedetti Turns. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Colin. And I'm Caleb. This week, the bells are ringing. Stop the army! The bells! Fall back! Fall back! No! Is this a Game of Thrones reference? Really? Really, guys? Really? Welcome back to We Call It Soccer after a two-week break. We are well-rested. <laughs> um, we did forfeit three points last week to Dave's I Know um, by not showing up, so uh, it's too bad. Don't we also have to pay them like $80,000 for failure to appear? Don't, don't, no. Shh, like, keep them the deal. They didn't notice. They didn't notice. Oh, we don't need that heat? Come on. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Hey. Can be cool. So so on our bus ride to Chicago this week, everyone was like, let's stop in Wisconsin and get some Spotted Cow. And um, yeah, because it's straight. Go on. But then we did. And it was like $10 for a six pack. And I yeah. was like, since when was Spotted Cow $10 for a sixer? So you're going to the wrong place. Other, I know. I know. Other than alcohol, because we were in Illinois as well. I was wondering, other than Malort, what would y'all bring back from Illinois? to minnesota if you were traveling um i mean it's made in indiana but zombie dust three floyds oh three floyds is really good yeah yeah i said other than alcohol. oh other than alcohol yeah. um it's, it's literal dust you <laughs> yeah. snort it yes <laughs> you snort it it tastes really good in it's your those brain. millennials who aren't healthy highs you know <laughs> exactly yeah. um man other than that um um a lou malnati's franchise a what lou malnati's mm. what's lou malnati's Lou Malnati's, the oh, deep dish pizza the producer place. Nick is showing me yeah. pizza. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, well, what vaguely looks like pizza. I mean, it's a cheese casserole. No, it's not traditional pizza. It's deep dish, Chicago deep dish, and it's delicious. It's a slab of mozzarella with, like, meat in it. And sauce. Yeah. Embedded. I mean, like, we're not complaining about no, it. No, no, we're, no. We're no. just saying that it is Semantics wildly wise, different. It's different, yeah. Um, I would probably go with a proper jar of jardinera. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's you've got to Amazon that shit if you don't live in Illinois. If we didn't have two places that served it in town, I'd go to Vienna beef sausages. By the way, uh, Uncle Frankie's in Northeast and the Wienery in Cedar Riverside. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, serve laughs> official. Uh, apparently, we got a Wienery over here uh, <laughs> around this table. If you guys are laughing about the concept of the Wienery, that means you have not been there. Yeah, like. Yeah. My, hear, anyway, my favorite. Do you not hear yourselves? <laughs> you keep saying it. I just don't. Are you do understand why it's so funny? My favorite drunk dude walking into a place that he should not go happened at the Wienery. It was when I was sitting there, like during my time on campus, and just minding my own business at lunch, and all of a sudden, this dude just walks in with a like Colt forty five malt <laughs> liquor in a brown paper bag. Of course, sits of course, down and is carry. like. I think he ordered a Maxwell Street, if I remember right. And okay. nobody said anything about the brown paper bag that he brought in. It just yeah. sounds it like so a, great. It sounds like a terrible picked up line. Hey, you want to go to the wienery later? It's like no uh, no, no. It never works. I'm I'm always like, yes. I was <laughs> yes, gonna I finish this story about how I wanted a Chicago Red Star shirt. Let's move the fuck on because you guys are obviously too immature to hear that no, kind of thing. They're too immature. We're talking about sausage. Ashamed of all of you. <laughs>
in this segment in this segment we discuss minnesota united and look forward only forward good god only forward um except that we've now got to go back and talk about the two games so we i mean we keep doing this we keep saying we're gonna look forward keep on reviewing the shit games yeah i mean the seattle game wasn't terrible the producer forgot to turn his phone off. <laughs> wow. That reminds me. <laughs> God. Anyway, Seattle game wasn't so bad. Yeah, it was 1-1. It was yeah, seemingly uh, a nice night. Ito Parra started his first goal for, in, and then, for, like, as a loon. And like smashed up his nose in the process. Well, Chad Marshall smashed up his nose. Yeah. I think. Like, yeah. Either way, and a set-piece goal for the Loons off a of Jan Bredouche free kick. Which nobody will remember because Roldan made a unbelievable volley to score Rocket the equalizer. Yeah. And which I believe got game of the week. So, a goal of the week. No, I, I'm pretty sure it didn't and he was very upset about it. Understandably. They mentioned that in the Seattle broadcast. I it think. probably should have been given goal yeah, of the week. It absolutely should have. Uh, it was a fantastic goal. Chicago then played Minnesota in a game that Colin, Nick, and I were uh, lucky enough to witness in person. And it's I a good thing. Didn't watch it. Yeah. It's a good thing that um, I was too hopped up on the Lord to remember any of it. Um, Nick, I'm not sure about. Not sure. <laughs> I mean, no, you, I were, remember, I, you yeah, were busy yelling at people throughout the game, so hopefully... Not even yelling. I was... Because our section was so weirdly shaped, I was trying to get a, a drum beat going, so I took a flag off the pole, and I was banging the pole on the bleachers as a drum, which then like helped the, the very weirdly shaped section actually keep beat together. So... That was like... Once I left the section because I was too cold... Yeah. <laughs> That was like the only thing I could hear. Yeah, well, the only thing we could see was Minnesota United putting in a terrible shift. Two goals with a fire broke against us. Scored, I mean, in the first half, get, getting that 2-0 uh, lead. The worst start possible for the Loons. And then the second half just had us being ineffectual. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota had five shots in the entire game. Like, I had more shots before the game than they had during it. Yeah. There's only one of me. There's there's 10 outfield players for them. They they should at least have been able to do something. I remember reading in halftime some Twitter or something. I was, uh, while eating a hot dog, $2 dogs. That was the best part of the day. I had four of those. Nice. I almost had more $2 hot dogs than they had shots. Yeah. And um, I remember reading on Twitter... Wow, Minnesota United looks really ineffectual and uncreative or something, or lacking creative force without Darwin Quintero on the pitch. And lo and behold, he came on with Abu Dhanladi at halftime and It didn't help. Yeah. It's at this point it has to be a tactical thing, right? Yeah. It <laughs> has is. to be coaching. We, 100% we, is. I mean, we know Darwin's very talented. We know we've seen from our back line this year that they're very talented. Uh Nyers, one of the best, probably the best Full back in the lead at the moment. Uh, Ozzy is very talented. Dre Douche and Rasmus have played really well together. At this point, what's going... It has to be the coaching at this point, yeah? Let me introduce this topic by saying I'm with Schieffer Decker where there are people who are like, Adrian Heath is a shit coach. And I go, he's not a shit coach. He's obviously had... He's good no, for some he, stuff. He's been, he was really good in USL and it really hasn't... It's translated somewhat here. Not a whole lot. You, you see runs like we had last July where we looked unstoppable, but there were still flaws in the game plan. Then teams figure out those pl- flaws in our game plan and exploit them. It, it, and yeah. it takes a few games for us to re- reinvent ourselves on the fly. And it's not a sustainable uh, s- sustainable way to go through the season like that. The way it looks like to me, and you can add your perspective to this if you disagree, which is that we don't seem to adapt to what the other teams are doing, both in the game or before the game. It doesn't look to me like there's tape influencing how we line up or play. It's only stuff that we did in the previous game yeah. that influences changes. I, I might hesitate to say in the game, I think there are some occasional adjustments that make them look less bad. More so but- this year than previous years, though. In previous years where we were like calling for subs and there were inexplicably three left in the 89th minute. Well, I mean, it, there's a difference between tactical subs and changing tactics at halftime. 
I think there has been at least some rethinking of where guys should be positioned. And then if that doesn't work, you bring somebody on that kind of felt like it happened more last year than this year. I think Heath has been a little bit quicker with the hook, but definitely going into games, you wonder whether or not they've scouted out who the weak links and the defense are. And arguably they're just in the shit and realized who the leaked uh, weak link in the defense was. And that was Francisco Calvo who lined up against us for the first time after being traded. Made the team of the week. Made the team of the week. In a Loon's jersey. In the photo. In the photo, the yeah. Yeah, that, that was... Made a gesture that I've made since middle school. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Yeah. In front of the camera, like literally in front of the camera, nobody celebrating is paying attention to me standing next to Nico Gaetan just putting his finger in his uh, grip. It, it's like... <laughs> yeah, um, that's what Yeah, I guess, it's like... Yeah. Dude... You have kids. You know how it actually does work. It doesn't look like that at all. So, and if it does, you need to see somebody about that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, move looks like it's working out for him. Good, uh, good for the Chicago Fire who have seven goals in one week because they beat the Revs midweek five nil. Yeah, and people are asking me on the bus, "What do you think is going to happen today?" I said, "I'd probably go better if they hadn't just walloped the Revolution midweek." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, got all confident. So. This wasn't a sterling Chicago Fire performance. This was a very bad Loons team against a decent Chicago team. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll i give them credit for their passing on the goals. And uh, they really they really had our number. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Ico Power, Colin Martin, and Eric Miller are playing for Pride in the month of June, which is nice to see. More players doing that would be nice. Yep. Hopefully they did a couple more. Loons to join. Let's move over to a segment that we call The Championship. But The Championship is a game. Thanks, Producer Nick. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS, first the National Women's Soccer League, Sky Blues FC hosting Washington Spirit. Everyone expecting Sky Blues to go out without a fight, and they did go out, except it was 2-3 to the Spirit. Yeah, good for them. Um, Washington Spirit forward Shayna Matthews scored a brace on either side of halftime. Those were her first goals since returning from a year off when she had a kid in 2018. And it happened on Mother's Day weekend. Oh, good for her. Aw. Sky Blue's yet to win this season, but at least they're not last. At least they're scoring goals. Is uh, yeah. Orlando last on the table? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm jumping my downs a little bit, so yeah, I'll, I'll back off. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Utah hosting the Houston Dash, and the Royals uh, getting the one... Goal, whereas Houston managed to get two oh. classic, quote unquote, classic Rachel Daly goals, and then a classic Rachel Daly elbow to the face. Uh, pro- well, not classic, not. Not classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, if that is classic, like that, it it should get out of circulation. Like, get that out <laughs> yeah. of print. Maybe get like a remastered version, and then we'll talk about it being a classic. So the quintessential Rachel Daly goal is speeding to the bo- into the box, shooting a uh, ground ball to the far post and beating the reach of the keeper. She gets two that way. And then, of course, makes said elbow to opposing player's face and then sarcastically claps as she's being sent off. I mean, like, you just had classic violent conduct a second ago and you don't understand why you're being sent off. Are you insane, lady? Like, what is happening? I mean, she has the same hair color as Daenerys Targaryen. So maybe this is her heel turn. Are we sure Salt Lake City still exists? Uh, maybe it's all just on fire and there's one little girl like heading off on a white horse out of town. <laughs> Colin is so lost right now. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait. Is this the part where like everyone got super mad because they're like, oh, it's sexist for her to just suddenly go crazy and snap and kill everyone because she's been, hysterical? I mean, been they've been foreshadowing that for, for, yeah. She's been burning people alive at least once per season. Right. So, it is, yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically she was doing this in other places, but she was doing it to bad people. Now she's doing anyway, just spoilers, everybody. Don't listen to the last two minutes. Um, <laughs> first loss for Utah this year, Orlando Pride playing the Portland Thorns and uh, Portland getting the 3-1 win. Any Tobin need back heels? Uh, no. Not no. Oh, she, she wasn't even there for the game. Disappointed. She would out on yeah. international duty. Yeah. Ugh, what's the point even of having her on the team if she can't like 
do back heels. <laughs> um, ask Jill Ellis. Anyway, uh, Tony Lisa Marie Presley scored for Orlando early off of the corner, uh, but then Andresinia with a fantastic free kick for the go ahead goal for Portland. Um, Orlando have scored two goals so far this season. They are winless. They are dead last in the table. Um, they have six games between now and the end of the World Cup. Um, their team has Alex Morgan, Ashlyn Harris, and Ellie Krieger all on uh, U.S. women's national team duty. Um, they are also likely to lose four other players, including, oh, I don't know, Marta in my, the coming days. My only regret is that this has happened to the Orlando Pride and not Orlando City SC. So Just take solace. Guess who one of their international team replacement players is? Sydney LaRue. Sydney LaRue. So not a great day for Orlando Pride head coach Mark Skinner, who said, I'm going to skin everybody alive. No, that's not what he said. <laughs> I don't know why you keep a name like Skinner, you know? Anyway. Um, I'm I don't pro- know. Maybe because it's your last name. Yeah, but it's so like macabre. He was better when he was principal of Springfield High School <laughs> or Middle School. All right. So he said, Elementary, actually. whatever. Mark Skinner instead said, I'm proud of what they did tonight. Could the quality be better? Of course it could be better. But yeah, I mean, come on, man. Your team has two goals in the entire season. Yes, of course. Could the could quality be-, be better? Of course it could always be better. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. I This is just like after. Uh, anyway, um, Chicago Red Stars hosted the North Carolina Courage and uh, Sam Kerr giving three flips in her celebration for her goal, uh, which that was her she- second goal, no less. Chicago scoring three goals in this game um, and uh, North Carolina only responding by one producer Nick making the right decision saying that once he buys a red star jersey it's going to be a Sam Kerr jersey yeah as one ought to Um, first loss in 15 over the last two seasons for the courage they're definitely looking like a team that's missing their U.S. women's national team players they're also likely to lose Dabinia and Abby Erseg in the coming days. It's going to be really interesting to watch how these NWSL teams deal with all of their call-ups. This was like the first weekend they really started to see the depletion in some of these squads. Yeah. I'm watching Sam Kerr play out there. The human cheat code, as you put in the notes. I just, I wish we could have her on our team. I Same. just... Yeah, she would. Yeah, she would do, do you, pretty well. Do y'all remember how it's like to be happy? I feel like I I felt that once. No. Yeah. Not for you, okay. <laughs> Mostly nah. in life, yeah, but not with yeah. <laughs> this I mean, stuff like, is pretty depressing yeah. in soccer. <laughs> Welcome to my level, bro. Welcome to my level. So MLS, a lot of crazy stuff has happened since the last time we recorded. And unlike some of the games, we have to cover the news, but we got to do it quickly. And producer Nick is going to help us with this. That's the power that he has on us to keep us moving every time we've spent too much time on one of these minor news points. Producer Nick is going to ring the bell. I know it's necessary, but this is such a bad ring idea. Ring the bell. Get him to stop talking. I've got a bad feeling about this. Okay, all right. Let's, uh, let's, let's keep going and uh, let's swap off on each of these news bullets. First right. up, the Colorado Rapids have fired Anthony Hudson. Shock, horror. Who expected this to happen? Everybody. Yeah. Literally everyone. FC Cincinnati fired coach Slane for a wing. Oh yeah, Coach Cock. Yeah, it's that's that how you pronounce it, Todd. Yeah. Um, uh, the Revs fired a bald orangutan with a vaguely Cockney accent. Don't call Brad on that. Brad Friedel. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Corey Burke wasn't allowed back in the country due to visa issues uh, for a family emergency. For the, so the Philadelphia Union can't play him for three months now, and he's not allowed back for the Gold Cup either. That's oh God. Up. Uh, Ted Uncle ripped Lucho Tasso down on a Columbus breakaway, then used VAR to call Columbus' goal back by saying there, there was a foul in the buildup on Will Trap. Uh, sure. Dumb Uncle you, Ted strikes again. Wow. Good job, man. Uh, the deadline day happened with a lot of very, very weird moves. Like, for instance, the Galaxy traded Gam for Tam twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Uh, DC United <laughs> traded a 2020 first round pick to Dallas for $100,000 and a handshake agreement to get Marquinhos Pedrosa via waivers. All I want to know is, was that money, Tam, Gam, or Zam? 
<laughs> David Guzman went to Columbus for just an international slot. Then the Timbers bar- brought in the silver boot winner in Lead MX. Brian Fernandez? Yeah. A lot of money. Um, Justin Miram got salary dumped to the crew uh, or by, by the, the crew, crew to Atlanta because apparently he's only worth like $100,000 now. And apparently can only move to the Southwest. Yeah. Oh, look, a falling star. Oh, the Southeast. Southeast. Southeast first. <laughs> This is pressure, man. I'm getting all this shit wrong. Like, I just can't yeah. think that fast. I know. Um, okay, my turn, my turn, my turn. Jonathan Lewis cost a team without a coach $650,000, which is less than David Acampo cost. How? Why? New England failed to sign a DP despite getting the deal done with his club and offering him $3 million a year because the guy didn't want to play for the refs. And really, who can blame him? Blame him. Yeah, nobody plays for the refs. I thought you were going to let us keep talking about how no one wants to play for them. Uh, Betty Failhaber went back to Kansas City in a deal that includes Colorado paying the exact amount of salary to make it so Failhaber gets a season-ending injury exemption and therefore is effectively free, which is good because they can only play 15 players on an 18-man roster every single day because things are bad there. Really bad. Oof. Also, Josie Altador is getting married to Sloane Stevens. Yes! <laughs> Congratulations. I think those are celebratory wedding bells. All right. Well, producer Nick, thanks for being our bellhop uh, on that one. <laughs> I'm uh, so glad he closed the app now that we can like get back to our usual talking. Way yeah, stop about playing things. with your dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first up, Vancouver played Portland. Vancouver Whitecaps getting the 1-0 win on their Cascadia colleagues. The Timbers Army participating in a walkout with the Vancouver Southsiders uh, due to the Whitecaps FO's ineffectual response to abuse allegations. This is the second straight walkout for the Southsiders. Glad that they are doing that. I believe it was, was it Jake Norwiski that also wore a... T-shirt in support of the Southsiders. Freddie Montero got clear after Imbom Wong um, just had an excellent through ball. Uh, opens the scoring roughly eight minutes in, and it, it was one-way traffic despite only scoring one goal for Vancouver from there. Bill Tuiloma probably deserved an own goal for heading it dead straight onto the crossbar for Steve Clark. Uh, speaking of deserving things, Cincinnati probably doesn't didn't deserve this win. However, after firing Coach Cock, they did manage to get uh, a two-one win against the Montreal Impact. Uh, they scored right away, and guess how they referred to it? I mean, I know it's right here in the notes, and it's not very uh, safe for work. So if you're traveling with children or are sensitive to things, why are you listening to this podcast anyway? Yeah, terrible <laughs> idea for you. The first goal in over, in open, from open play in over 500 minutes was referred to by the Cincinnati uh, announcers as a money shot. Apparently, after a lot of edging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if it's, I think it's if it's 10 hours. It's I, th- tantric, I think they were, so they were, very, they were like just short. They were very blue, you know, after. Uh, I mean, yeah, one of the times is blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so good shot by Alan Cruz to get that. And uh Yeah. Damn it. Montreal can't score goals. That might be because of Cincinnati's new coach. Damn it. That's what I'm calling him, at least. <laughs> is, is that his actual is, name? It's, yeah. yeah, it's Johan Dammit. Damn. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. It's like, count the money, count the money. It's Demonet, you know, from uh, oh. History of the World Part 1. Anyway. Gotcha. Yeah. So, except Montreal did get one goal. Yeah. Too little, too late. Yep. FC Dallas hosted the Red Bulls, who have been floundering a bit. Red Bulls managed to get the 3-1 win in Texas. However, on the road, bounce back for everybody's uh, colorful cattle. Yeah, it... it... Luchi Gonzalez, after the game, apologized for how bad they played. That That's how the Red Bulls were able to win. Um, Dallas, unable to score in the second half. Um, they did level it up right at the stroke of halftime, but... Uh, just could not either get past Ryan Mara or the post multiple times. Toronto hosting Philadelphia Union. Pozuelo getting Toronto's one goal. Unfortunately, Philadelphia putting two past the Reds. Uh, Fodu Fafa Pito Di Gio, uh scored the <laughs> opening goal for uh, Philadelphia. 
And uh, later, Demira Montero stores the doorhead goal for Philadelphia. Philadelphia, top of the East, uh, only behind uh, LAFC in the complete standings. Despite having to get the MLS pool goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah not good. LA Galaxy hosted uh, City FC. And despite Zlatan holding Sean Johnson by the neck at the end of this game, New York City FC managing a comfortable 2-0 win. By the way, uh, what sort of punishment do you expect Zlatan to get for that? Oh, Nothing. Wow. Oh, wow. He's pretty cynical, huh? Uh, I, he's untouchable. It's really stupid. Yeah. Despite VAR being called on that play and the referee going over and taking a look at the screen and, and probably seeing Zlatan grab another player by the neck unambiguously, he gets to stay on the pitch with just a yellow. I mean, if I do that at a bar, it's second degree assault. But if Zlatan does it, it's a yellow. Yeah. yeah well, Moral of the story, be Zlatan if you like choking people at bars. I I don't. I really don't. Um, Columbus hosted LAFC. The other LA team was also on the... uh, Well, no. Damn it. Nick, help. What kind of bars are you going to? (laughs) A lot of leather in those bars, Colin? Um, Not just on the seats. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) There's something else on the seats. Oh, no, stop. Okay, stop right there. (laughs) Another type of skin. I'd... I'm referring to assless chaps, guys. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yep. Columbus hosted LAFC, who got three goals in this game. I want to focus on the second one, which came in the 88th minute. First up, Jonathan Mensah chipping Bendik. Now uh-huh. remember, Mensah and Bendik play on the same team. Zach Steffen not in goal for Columbus because uh, of a sore foot, so Bendik coming in, watching his defender. Yes. Hold on. Zach Steffen had a sore foot and he had to miss the game. And yet you played Joe Bendick. Yeah, I mean, like you know. that that's got to hurt more than a sore foot. Probably, probably. Um, so Bendick, of course, watching this ball sail over him, sent in by his own defender. Perez managing to take the shot, hits the post. Ball bounces back to Adama Diomande, who then knocks it in for LAFC's second. Closely followed thereafter by Carlos Vela knocking in the goal. Vela also now reportedly refusing to play for Mexico in the Gold Cup. Oh no, please, someone convince him not to do that. We all thought that he was actually going to play for Mexico now that he came back to MLS. This is great. I must be all I am that, all for it. I think it's all that travel that he has to do that probably, you know, puts him off. You know, that's that's probably the idea. Probably. <laughs> New England, whose Gillette Stadium is just a little bit emptier without Brad Friedel. Uh, hosting San Jose and getting the 3-1 win. What? That's a lot better than the 5-0 that got him sacked when they lost to Chicago. Like, yes. just inexplicable that they were able to win, even though that's how bad of a coach Brad Friedel is. Um, Juan Agudelo probably got himself another uh, call-up to the national team because he scored again. Uh, Teal Bunbury taken down in the box by Harold Cummings. Um, good job for uh, Christian Penis. Uh, he did not blow his shot. He converted the penalty. Um, Carlos Heel scored the third for New England. Um, San Jose got one back late on from Vaco. Um, it didn't matter. Speaking of not mattering for the Revs, uh, they ended up still firing their GM just before we started recording. And rumors are that Bruce Arena is coming back. Either as GM or coach or both. Can he replace the crafts? Because that's really what this team needs. Also, can he replace the stadium as well? Because that's what also what this team needs. So, uh, Can he also replace like most of the players? Probably well. That's what this team needs. Yeah. Colorado Rapids uh, hosting RSL. Again, Rapids minus one. Anthony Hudson making no difference. RSL managing the 3-2 win. At this point, Colorado Rapids have set a new MLS record for worst 11 game start to a season. Zero wins, nine losses, and two draws. At least they got a great tailgate, huh? I can't wait until they play us. And then their season will turn around. Team of the week, 11 Rapids players. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Um, Soft penalty given in the 25th minute um, after a VAR review. Uh, Tim Howard got a hand to it, uh, but Rusnak's shot still went in. Uh, then Corey Baird latched on to Nick Beasler's through ball, 
Fired it right over the top of Tim Howard at the top of the box for the second, just two minutes later. I'm fairly certain that Tim Howard made that save attempt from the studio in Los Angeles where he's recording Champions League studio programming. Colorado and Lucky in here, uh, Justin Glad for RSL, should have been sent off for a studs up challenge on Jonathan Lewis. VAR turned that into a yellow card. Um, but thankfully for Colorado, uh, Justin Glad uh, kind of assisted on Talentas's goal to give them their first goal of the game. Um, another goal from Danny Wilson, his first goal in MLS and for the Rapids. But then our boy, the one who got away, no, not Christian Ramirez, Sam Nicholson, draws a penalty. RIP in peace. Yep. Dr. Mara does not convert. Easy save for the RSL goalkeeper who's not named Nick Ramondo. Andrew Putna. <clears throat> yes, that's right. Putna is the Putna capital the of, the, of the uh, Putna on the green, and Putna is also the capital of the Indian state of Bihar. So, well, the you more smart. we know. Um, Sam Johnson <laughs> ended up getting the uh, ultimate winner. RSL probably could have had another two or three in the last 30 minutes. Um, Colorado, though, did have a handball shout late, and Lalas Abubakar had a goal disallowed for offside in stoppage time. Lalas Abubakar, who is on loan at the Rapids. From Columbus. Yes. Seattle hosting Houston and uh, getting the 1-0 win. Uh, Christian Roldan, what what is he doing? Why is he scoring Christian these rebounds? Christian Roldan. Yeah. You heard it here first. That's a nickname. Yeah, he scored... Outside the 18 from a rebound, and it looked phenomenal. Again. Yeah. Again. That's the important part. Victor Rodriguez off due to injury after 15 minutes. Not good news. And um, yeah, so slightly better than, uh, you know, our performance. Uh, Yeah. Um, Houston did have some uh, really good chances throughout the second half, just weren't able to convert anything. Houston do look legit despite losing this game. Atlanta hosted Orlando in a stadium that doesn't look as good as the unfinished Beijing airport as far as soccer stadiums are concerned. Uh, Atlanta getting the 1-0 win somehow. Uh, you know, my ideal result here would have been Dom Dwyer getting sent off and then Orlando winning. But, um, I mean, at least Dom Dwyer like com- completely fluffed a shot from on top of the six. Uh, Dom Dwyer has not stored since March. Also, terrible TIFO from the Atlanta supporters here. You know, I, okay, I have no love for Atlanta. I think we've established this over the years. However, it was a pretty big TIFO, and it was paint. And, you know, I don't like throwing sh- okay, shade on TIFO just for, like, yeah, little miscoloring, you know. Like, but, like, it, Atlanta United cannot do anything with gorillas. I'm sorry. Like, the what? Silverbacks, oh. you can't, like, you can't <laughs> appropriate that. It's just wrong. It's a good thing that thing looked like shit. Uh, much like Orlando City SC. Okay, yeah, indeed. True. Uh, Pity Martinez finally gets his first goal. Um, he was the Convoval player of the year last year. How many games in is this now? Too many. Too many. Yeah, true. Poor one out for our homies. DC United scored one on SKC. And uh, yet the, the sporting KC uh, experience continues. Yeah, uh, four players on their bench in this game. That's... Less than they should have in a match day 18. Yeah. In a match day 15. Yeah. So, like it says 18 um, and they had 14. So ooh, 15. 15. Okay. My, I 11, can't do 11 math. plus 4, 4 is 12. Actually, even fat checked you. I'm not sure if you're right or not. <laughs> Someone call him VAR. Dead on guard decided it's yeah. 20. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Sporting Kansas City. Uh, Still, Johan Corse isn't in the starting eleven with fifteen players. There. Yeah, for a DP, this is a, this look, fucking look, embarrassing. Really, That's what really, it is. really bad. He should. He's probably going to be moved out soon from Tennessee City if they can. They yeah. can't. <laughs> they only have fifteen players. <laughs> Tim Milliard with a bunch of really good saves in the first half to keep them in it. Uh, but the second half, why couldn't you put these highlights on Instagram? Why, guys? Why? Just say it. There is too much areola everywhere. Can we have the bell? Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're moving on. (laughs) Paul Areola, can he make a difference on that shot? Yes. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yeah, but really, it was a great curling shot from outside the box by uh, old Polly Boobhats. So, 
Um, <laughs> why do I just read these notes sometimes? I should do some critical I'm glad thinking. It's on. Yeah. Uh, Stick to the strips, Notch. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll just finish off with a little bit of uh, U.S. Open Cup news because we've got a ton of stuff to cover from Europe this week. So lower leagues is going to have to wait a week. Um, let's do some U.S. Open Cup with uh, first up the Cosmos managing to draw 5,000 people in their game where they defeated a amateur team. So good for the Cosmos getting some crowds again. Woo. Good for them. Uh, Red Bulls U23 side won 4-4 in Added extra time, 5-3M penalties against the NPSL finalists from last year, FC Motown. Um, Tormented 2 beat the Chattanooga Red Wolves 3-0. LOLOLOLOL. Wait, aren't Tormenta a USL team? They are a USL 1 team. And Tormenta 2 are? A USL 2 team. Wait, but the championship is a game. But the championship is a game. Thank you, producer Nick. I love how he's always just ready with the mic to say that. Like, exactly the same intonation every time. It's yes, great. Yes, indeed. Um, Tormenta's USL2 team will go farther than their senior team, who lost to fellow USL1 <laughs> team, Greenville Triumph. No, wait a minute. But Can the they... championship is a game. Can I know they... it is, Nick. I know it. Can they just, like, play all the Tormenta 1 players as Tormenta 2 now? No, I, they they they're cup legally, tied. Yeah, yeah, they're cup tied. Okay, all right. I all know right. it. It makes even less sense than the Red Bulls having a U twenty three team and not Red Bulls too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Miami FC lost. Remember, this is we are definitely professional guys and guys spelled with G U I S E. Uh, this is professional team. Miami FC lost two one. To a team called Florida Soccer Soldiers, who are this is an a, amateur team. Are they a, a, a militia, a soccer militia. I don't understand. I mean, like if Blackwater had a a team, <laughs> it, good for them. Because they also they also got themselves out of jail too. Great. Eric Prince's own Florida Soccer Soldiers beat professional at Miami FC. Harrison Heat's Miami FC. Um. So did he play in this game? Do we know? Yes, he did. Oh, he awesome. started. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So not such a great day for Mr. Sol- Ricardo Silva and Miami FC. Um, also, by the way, we forgot to mention that Inter Miami, uh, who I mistakenly called Miami FC on Twitter, uh, released probably the most hilarious video I've seen from an expansion. <laughs> it was side a live time. stream. Thank you very much. Yeah, this was uh, the the demolition of Lockhart Stadium, which Inter Miami got approved after a couple of weeks of legal wrangling. Fernando Fiore is screaming something in the background. He's do like, it, do it! While a little tiny podium stacked, like filled with four people, nobody around them. It's just a little podium with a little button. That, you know, typically when you hit one of these buttons, things explode. Except in this case, the Fernando Fiore shouted, do it! And then... Press it now! One of the VIPs hit the button, which was the cue. The camera pans, and excavator starts going... And then it kind of goes into a little plywood ticket shed, going like... It doesn't even break anything. It just creaks and, like, squeaks. It keeps breaking. Do it! Do it! And then the smoke from the five supporters that were behind there starts getting caught. <laughs> I, I feel like we missed out, guys. Being here in, in Minnesota, we never got to see a stadium being demolished by an excavator. You know, that's the kind of ultra shit that I wanted to see as a supporter here. Hey, I will let you know that we had a stadium almost get demolished by snowfall. Yeah. Um. Okay, final cup set. Not really a cup set, but an 8-7 penalty kick win uh, for the ancient Villages SC over Lakeland Tropics. Um, Unfortunately, on the way home, uh, seven of their players died when they were unable to get their nitroglycerin at the end of the day. That's a very obscure joke. The Villages is that retirement community. They're all old people. They all died because... I thought you were serious, you were serious for a good three seconds there. Oh my god, oh, wait, what? They all died, and I didn't put that into the notes. So, all right, thanks, Nick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we go to break? Couple of couple of games I want to talk about that are coming up next week. Las Vegas Lights plays Cal FC. This is Eric Ronaldo playing his team that had kind of the fairy tale run several years ago with there uh, were all a bunch of ringers uh las vegas so 
he's now with Las Vegas Lights playing at Cal FC's former team. Uh, Orange County SC is playing Orange County FC. That's freaking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man versus Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sac- <laughs> Sac Republic play against Reno, which is a kind of sort of actual derby. And Hartford play against the Cosmos. Will we see Hartford actually win a competitive game? Probably not. All right. Let's go to break now. We'll return with U.S. national news and much more. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. First up, let's go into a segment that we call Keep Hope Alive. Here's the opening for the U.S. national teams as the women go into a World Cup and the men start the qualification process for theirs. Thank you, Crystal Method. Uh, the U.S. women announced their 2019 World Cup squad. Uh, any notable inclusions or exclusions there? Um, notable inclusion, Ellie Krieger. Um, one call-up since, I believe, the last 25 months. Yes, 25 months. So, uh, kind of a surprise to see her provide some veteran leadership to the back line. Um, they do need a little bit of versatility back there. She might be able to help that. Um Besides that, it's really the same squad that you've been used to for quite some time. They beat South Africa 3-0 in the first tune-up game this past Sunday. What's the next game that's coming up? Colin shrugs. I shrug too. Okay. let's. Uh, that's well, awkward. <laughs> I don't know any of the next um, few U.S. games that are, are coming up. They are playing... New Zealand. New Zealand. They're playing New Zealand. New Zealand. On Thursday. Against uh, Tom Sermani, the former coach. Wait, why don't you just, uh, instead of the shrug, why don't you just say that out loud? They're playing New Zealand um, on Thursday against uh, former coach Tom Sermani. Thanks, Colin, for saying that for the first time. Let's yes, move into a segment that we call, <laughs> they call it soccer. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. Listener, soccer, soccer, soccer. Dear listener, because of producer Nick's editing up to this point, you don't know that I've been on the struggle bus all day with recording. So I got that t- segment title straight up wrong. <laughs> they might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom in a segment we call, they call it football. Anyway, Brighton got beaten 4-1 by Man City. Liverpool yep. beat Wolves 2-0. Man City won the title. Liverpool won all the player awards. Okay, hey, Nick, Nick, stop abusing your position here. Um, and uh, Manchester United got beat 2-0 by Cardiff, after which Paul Pogba argued with fans. So, take your pick. What do you want to talk about with all this stuff? Yeah, uh, Man City great season. Tried to them. They also won their last... However many games, already with a tougher run up to the end than Liverpool had. Um, they had a couple one nil games that the strike from company against Leicester, the near clearance off the line against Burnley. Yeah, just a great season from a great team, and Liverpool had another great season. They had third most points in Premier League history, and. They lost to the win. team with the second most. Like, yeah. don't feel bad about that. No, exactly. And as Klopp said, this isn't our last title run. This is our first title run. Aww. And I firmly believe that. Uh, and we were winning the lead for a good, like, 20-some minutes there. Moen Mane scored and also Glenn Murray scored for Brighton. But even though I had a little bit of hope, Mike, yeah, this is where this hope dies. And it died pretty quickly after that. Aw, you're turning into a Minnesotan. So cute. Uh, but Liverpool... Uh, Allison, the most clean sheets in the, in the league at Golden Glove Award. Uh, Virgil van Dijk at the Player of the Year Award. Uh, Sadio Mane and Mo Salah tied with uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Who got a goal against uh, two Burnley. Goals. Two goals. Two goals. 3-1 the score in Arsenal versus Burnley. And tied for the uh, Golden Boot for most goals in the season. So, a lot of talented players. and I, I'm excited for next year already. And we have one more game to go. So. Yeah. yeah, you do. 
All right, let's move into a segment now that we call, they don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do though. Where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world we haven't talked about already. And uh, boy, howdy, the Champions League semifinals delivered. Yeah, um, it did. 3-0, the most dangerous scoreline. Who knew? <laughs> First of all, Barcelona coming in. Uh, remember, this is the same Barcelona who last year floundered against Roma from a 3-0 uh, scoreline. And then the previous year had smashed PSG. Uh, was it come back from like 5-0 deficit or something crazy? Something like, like that. that. It was crazy. Yeah, so Barcelona um, come into Anfield, pretty sure All they're going to win. European Knights at Anfield. Yeah. Uh, missing Mo Salah out with concussion. Missing Roberto Firmino out with a knee injury. I mean, it, it, you had and, to play with Divac Origi for crying out loud. Yeah, it was nuts. And that dude got two goals for us, including the opener. Um, one nil at halftime. I'm at work throughout this entire thing so i'm keeping up I'm, i did updates to my phone when liverpool tweets the twitter account so it's got a little bit crazy but uh uh andy robertson left back has come off injured at halftime uh milner loops left back genie winaldum comes in at midfield and genie winaldum scores of all people scores two goals in three minutes at that point i thought to myself Okay, there's a good chance this goes to extra time. I should make sure I've got all of my work done for the day. I'm going to get myself closed up. I walk to my car at the 75th minute, and I'm walking through a parking garage. When What exactly happened there, Caleb? Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, 20-year-old Trent Alexander-Arnold, wins a corner for Liverpool. Um, Gets the ball quickly from the ball boy, sets it down, notices that... Every single Barcelona player is not paying attention, and Divac Origi is wide open in the box. Low cross to Origi. Origi places it perfectly in the top corner. 4-0, delirium in Anfield. That was actually something they scouted about Barcelona, no less. That they take a long time to set up on set pieces because they're too busy complaining about the fact that there's a set piece. Even when it's justifiably given. Indeed. Um, Just, European Knights at Anfield, they're... It's just magical. I, I, we had this in Klopp's first year against Borussia Dortmund, uh, arguably a great comeback, but not as bit of mad- magnitude as this was against Barcelona, arguably the best team in the world. And ah, oh, yeah. suck it, Coutinho, suck it, Luis Suarez. <laughs> Let's uh, you're happy you left. Next on the, apparently we call it You Never Walk Alone podcast, is uh, Spurs, who traveled to Amsterdam to play Ajax, who had won the away leg 1-0, and then promptly scored two goals to give themselves a 3-0 lead. And uh, it seemed like the young boys at uh, Ajax were going to head off to the European final. And then... You know, it's him. It's always him. It's usually it's that never boy. him. <laughs> uh, Lucas Mora, strangely enough, coming in with that hat trick. <laughs> I was so, so fucking livid during this entire second half. Lucas Mora's name has never been said after. It's always him. <laughs> It's, it's, never, never, it's never been said that way. <laughs> and I mean, this guy got so much <laughs> stick this year as Spurs' last acquisition before, of course, in the last offseason, they never got anybody. Yeah. And God, he, I mean, any Spurs player who criticized him or fan who criticized him from this point needs to be pelted with rocks because he came through at just the right moment, Kane injured, unable to play. Lucas Mora comes in and scores three goals. 95th minute. The final goal going in. And 94 59, if I recall and correctly. It was five minutes of stoppage time was given was. too, which is like. Insane. Are, are there, we, know, we know for a fact there are script writers in MLS who've done diligent yeah. research on this and had a excerpt from one of the meetings previously in, in our podcast. But are there script writers for the Champions League? Are there? Because that Probably. is almost too, too much of a coincidence. And Spurs in this game, to their credit, knocking on the door of Ajax from beginning to the end. And Ajax attacking well, too. It uh, 
they were probably just one deflection off the post away from a win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had the post had a couple won, times. Yeah. Zayek yeah. had one late in the second yeah. half. And they, they score one of those and tie over. I to the Champions League final. But this is the big game mentality, I think, that teams like. I mean, even Spurs has this over Ajax. I mean, these these kiddos, they they didn't have the kind of mentality to just knock the ball amongst themselves. Instead, they, to their credit, they tried attacking. They tried, they tried doing to things. put the tie yeah. away. And it's kind of sad to see Ajax draw it this way because we're not going to see a team, this team again, <laughs> like how they are. Uh, Dion's already off to Barcelona. De Ligt's probably on his way to England, hopefully Liverpool. Um, other youngsters that they have in their team are going to be poached for lots and lots of money. Yeah. We probably and, won't see this IH team back to this level for another decade, I would say. And and when that Lucas Moore goals went in, shades of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's late winner for Manchester United in 1999 or Bayern Munich, all the Ajax players just hitting the deck like they'd been taken out by lightning and just sitting there on the turf, bewildered. Shell-shocked. Yeah, and, and yeah. the antithesis of that coming from Pochettino, who looked like he had resigned himself to going home and putting his dog down, because like the dude was so happy. He just seemed this so relieved. Tears of joy coming up from that man's face, and good for him. I think he's a very good coach. Uh, it's me a shame we have to go home and put his dog down in, on June 1st. Yeah. Um, by the <laughs> way, uh, <laughs> if you fuckers screw this up, I swear to God, also the this is the first time in the history of european competition that all four finalists are going to be from england as both arsenal and chelsea managing to putting put away their semi-final ties to make it to the europa league final so yep arsenal winning 4-2 in valencia a hat trick for abameyang there uh chelsea going through on penalties it's uh eintracht frankfurt indeed a uh, couple of good penalty saves from Teppa in that penalty shootout. Yep, the last two. Speaking of Eintracht Frankfurt, we should mention that they'll be going up against Bayern Munich on the final day of the Bundesliga. And much like Manchester City, uh, Bayern Munich are only a couple of points ahead of Borussia Dortmund. So Frankfurt do have the potential to play spoiler. Unfortunately, I believe the last time they won in uh, Munich was over 20 years ago. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And Frankfurt had a really good year this year, one of the most dynamic attacks in the Bundesliga. But they are around a poor run of form, um, kind of put putting all their focus on the Europa League, and they lost yep. their past two games in yep. that very good fashion. Um, Going to be missing Fabian. I think that's the yeah. you know Philadelphia Union yes. benefiting Fabian from and his two knees or one knee. Does he have one knee um, now? I'm not I think sure. a quarter Half. of one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, Eintracht will make the Europa League with a point. Uh, Wolfsburg are in the driver's seat for the final Europa League spot. Uh, they got a point ahead of Hoffenheim, two ahead of Bremen. Never forget, however, if Dortmund beats Borussia or Borussia Mönchengladbach and somehow make a seventeen-point goal differential up, who knows? Even a draw can doom Bayern to second place. I'm not making a prediction. I'm just oh. saying. I really would like to, to 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 see Dortmund pull this one through, but the chances are very low. Anyway, La Liga, all the top three are locked in at this point. We've got Barca, Atleti, and Real. Shock of all shocks. Who expected that? Not yeah. me. Um, thing that we didn't necessarily expect, Getafe is still in it to possibly make the Champions League. Um, they That'd would need to better Valencia's result uh, to get there. Valencia is ahead uh, by a head-to-head tiebreaker. Woof. Eredivisie, Ajax beat Utrecht 4-1, and Alkmaar beat PSV 1-0. This result puts Ajax three points ahead of PSV going into the final day with a plus-14 goal difference. You gotta wonder, though, how these boys are gonna feel going back to the Amsterdam Arena. Yeah. Okay. The Eredivisie is available on ESPN+. Plus. If you have that, I'd suggest watching that lead. It's pretty entertaining. I mean, you could maybe not watch it this weekend because, you know, it's kind of over. It is? Oh. Ajax is ahead of them by three points with a 14 goal difference. But there are more games this weekend. There's one more game. But the... Never mind. Don't the watch championship this. is no longer a game for them. Don't watch your to say it's shit torn the Tallinn, so. But the championship is a game. Thank you, producer Nick. Uh, better than your bell. Um, 
Portuguese Premier Division, Benfica leads Porto by two points and holds a tiebreaker, so Porto need a win, and Benfica lost to win the league. Benfica hosts Santa Claus and Porto hosts Sporting. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're a team. They should be hosting a sporting game. So, okay, all right. Moving on to a segment that we call Confessions. Where Colin confesses all he knows and you should forget. So, as we mentioned, Corey Burke, strangely enough, will miss the next at least three months, if not the rest of the season, uh, due to some visa issues. Uh, reportedly, he had to travel back to Jamaica for a family emergency. Uh, the belief is that he did not properly notify the State Department, which resulted in the cancellation of his work visa. However, there's evidence that this might be a little bit stranger than we expected because, of course, the State Department, for once, actually cares about U.S. soccer. That's right. The State Department recognized that Corey Burke playing for Jamaica in the Gold Cup probably would be a benefit to that team, given the fact that, at least in MLS, he has been the most prolific Jamaican goal scorer, something that the Jamaican team probably needs to uh, get a lot of, given the fact that their defense includes Damian Lowe. Yes, that's right. He is still a person. Therefore... I've got sources within Immigrations and Customs Enforcement that tell me that they suggested to Corey Burke that he make it home for a family emergency and just seem to have misplaced the paperwork that said, this is why I'm going back to Jamaica very quickly. I will return on such and such date thus invalidating his work visa, thus invalidating his eligibility for a travel visa to attend to the Gold Cup. Now, why do we think all of this is even more fishy? Well, it's simple. For whatever reason, ICE does not like the Philadelphia Union. Could it perhaps be the fact that they are one of the few teams that is very strongly and notably headed up at the front office level, by a non-North American in Ernst Tanner. It just keeps going. It keeps going. Uh, well, uh, you mentioned... It, it keeps going like there should be a bell at some point. Like, <laughs> Probably a good idea to yeah. have a bell every week now for confessions. But um, you mentioned Loon legend Damien Lowe. I wanted to mention Loon legend Tyrone Mears. R.I.P. in peace, who went to West Brom, and uh, his West Brom managing to lose 2-1 in the championship playoffs to Aston Villa. But the championship is a game. That producer, Nick, always ready to tell us exactly what he... Nick, it's going to be a game. About. It, it's going to be a game in, like, five days. Oh, no, they're playing tomorrow. In the the yeah, but, Aston Villa but, play. But then the playoff final is in like five days ah the championship championship is that what they call it yes <laughs> but the championship is a game damn it okay no i mean you're, can, can you're you, right in this point can, actually can, can we yeah. ring a bell on producer nick okay <laughs> he's not too far he has too much power with that it's time for us still good people where they can find us on twitter why don't you guys start i'm at jaleson 716 i'm at the attachment Find me at Two United Fans and at Lockstock Spock. I need to change that because now Caleb and Colin are minding our at Two United Fans account. It's like producer Nick, except for with the Twitter account. No bells. Uh, you can, we call it but soccer. Ring that bell on our profile page so that our tweets straight, sent straight to your phone as notifications because <laughs> you hate yourself, apparently. God, imagine having notifications set up for our tweets. <laughs> We Call Soccer is produced by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. Please tell your friends to listen to We Call Soccer. They can subscribe to our pod on fine podcast providers everywhere. And with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week. <laughs>